guys, it's time for another episode of the Everybody Counts podcast. We are approaching the end of season four coverage. We're on episode nine this Dun-dun. week, it's, and it's titled Rojo Profundo. And we find out that if you don't speak Spanish already, that that is deep red, and as in the color of betrayal. So. Yeah. Yeah, heavy heavy stuff. You know, there's a lot going on in this episode. But before Mm -hmm. we kind of unpack the episode, we have another special listener guest this week. We are very excited to have Sista Teacher on with us. So we're going to ask her a few questions and um, get her feedback live this week instead of just uh, going through her great emails that she sends. So um, let's talk to her. Hey, 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 how are you? Hey, sister teacher. Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> we're good, good, we're good. We're very okay. happy to happy to have you here with us. We feel like we I'm know you. I'm happy to be with you. <laughs> yeah, we feel, like we, we feel like we know you, and we haven't even spoken before, so this is pretty exciting. Yes, it you, is. You've had, some, you've had some great insights on the show. You're obviously a big fan. So our first question yes. for you um would be how did you start watching Bosch? What's your story there? Um I I saw a commercial on TV and I really like detectives and thrillers and uh-huh. um I started so I actually came in on season 3 when I okay. first started watching okay. it, but I I kept looping it. You yeah. know, watching it again. Sure. And then I I I I have watched it a lot and mm-hmm. but it never gets boring to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I really, 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 really enjoy the show. It's kind of well at the top of one of I want to say it's my number one favorite. I have another one, Burn Notice, that used to come on USA. Oh but yeah, okay. oh yeah. Show. Good yeah. show, good show. <laughs> yes, the coolest show at the hottest spot, right? But <laughs> I know that show like I know Bosch because you know okay. when you binge stuff, it's really easy. You, you know, it gets the repetitiveness really mm-hmm. gets into you. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you brought up a good point, and you, and you always do. When you watch Bosch, you can watch it over and over because you're going to pick up some other stuff each time, or you're going to understand it even better each time. You know, there's always some new details you you might have missed uh, the first time around. So that's uh, that's a good point. I know I've I've rewatched as well. So um, who is your favorite character on the show? Uh, uh, Jerry. Jerry. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah, a good one. Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody loves Jerry. Um, I know I do, and, and Jay's a big fan. So um, we were able to talk to him earlier in the season. Were you able to listen to that interview, Sister Teacher? Yes, because he was like one of the first ones. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. 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 I always I always uh, have fun remembering about that interview how much he um, likes fresh socks and now when I put on fresh socks <laughs> I think about Jamie Hector <laughs> I think about Jamie Hector and I feel like we have this connection with the fresh socks you know so <laughs> right, yeah. that yeah. is something interesting right I mean that yeah. is something you don't you don't think of things like that when you think about people liking something yeah right and and a little thing you don't think about how much you appreciate until you actually say it out loud it's like oh yeah that is a good feeling <laughs> so it is, yeah, yeah. He, he's awesome on the show what do you like the best about um his his story this season um i i 
think the, the, the family part, well, you know, a lot of dynamics, him coming back to work, but it's like he got right back in. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't, like, come, you know, like come, like you just had this gunshot wound, and, like, he went right back in and was on a task force. Like, no death yeah. duty, you know, none yeah. of that stuff. Right. Um, and, and then I think the part, because I think family is very important, and if you, mm-hmm. you know, have watched the show, there are different um, dynamics, you know, about family. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think that that is important, you know. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Now, do you think that he's all in with Harry again at this point? You know, he tried to get Harry to open up a little more earlier in the season about sort of their partnership and where they were, and then we lose Eleanor, and he's right there and got his back. Do you feel like it's kind of come full circle, or do you still think there's a little something missing there in their partnership? I think that was a growing pain. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think they're still very much partners, and actually, I, I think he's getting a little more corrupt. Where <laughs> I mean it in a negative way, but Bob's still becoming a little bit more meshed because oh, okay. Jerry, you know, it's like a yin yang, right? And, yeah. and Bob yeah. is the bang zoom to the moon, and, and Jerry is the quiet one. But it seems like Bob is calming down, okay, and, and Jerry is getting in there with doing a little stuff like when something happens you don't hear Harry you know like yeah. you it, was, it was like this this um, episode it was a little calm Harry you know? yeah you're right you're right wow you, you know really even when those previous details. episode when they were in the kitchen uh-huh. yeah you know he he getting in the way of stuff like before he right. was standing to the side and, and 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 Harry would handle it no it's not happening now so and I like too you made me think about how um he's sort of He's sort of intervening or sort of um, speaking for Harry sometimes. Like he tells that guy in the kitchen, we all have families. You know, he's voicing what Harry was feeling. And then even with Snyder that time out um, outside when they're out um, out the back door or whatever, and yes. she's, he tells her that Harry does, you know, basically appreciate her going the extra mile. And, and she's like, well, he'll never say so. And he's like, I basically said, I just did. You know, he's. it's interesting to see him kind of, speaking for Harry a little bit and getting um, that message out his, you know, what Harry's feeling out to other people. So I think, yeah, he's definitely um, changing and I, and I like it. I like what I see. So, all right. Now, if you're in the show, if you're one of the actors on the show, who would you want to play? And it, we could change a, a male key character to a female character. doesn't matter. Just, Anybody that you think you would you, like you to play? You honestly know who who I like and who has been there since season one. And when I watched again, I had to get his name. The okay. death sergeant. The death sergeant. Oh yeah, um, Mankiewicz. Mankiewicz. Yeah. I I that's who I would like to be because he 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 sees everything. He's yeah. really diplomatic about it. He appears. That's neutral, a good choice. You know, but he know he yeah. has a side. Right. So if, if if I could play anyone, that's that's who I would like to be. And, that's a and, and being choice. a death sergeant, you filter a lot of stuff too. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's kind of on the pulse of everything. Like you like you said, he knows. You know, he he's got his hands in everything a little bit, mm-hmm. and he does sort of have to. Um, be uh what's the word I'm thinking of, and you could probably come up with it. Just sort of um, navigate. And, um, yeah, he has to know when to withhold information, like, 
and and when to give yes. it and yeah so discretion discretion there you go yeah he does you're right you're right yeah that would definitely be interesting and he's kind of funny too i like his he kind is. of corny and, sense and of humor and he sits in the cut he, he's uh he, he sits in the cut i noticed this episode when they were uh-huh. out um talking with the protesters he took a little yeah. bit more initiative but usually he's a quiet type he doesn't you know right. shout like but he got mm-hmm. a little bit loud like you know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you're protesters. right you're right. He did. So, okay, great choice. I like that. Now, um, what question do you have for us that we should discuss about episode nine? We haven't. We are the first part of the podcast. We haven't discussed anything about episode episode nine yet. So, you throw out a question that we should discuss together. Um, for you all, I wrote a lot of things down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think one because I was um, I'm tr- I can't remember who name always comes up with the questions, but I was trying to number how many rocks did um, Robinson throw in the pool when he was oh. going to talk. Oh, to Oh wow, good trivia, huh? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that is a good question because I always, I every time I, I rewatch, I always notice him throw that final one out. You know, boom, he does it with, you know confidence and emotion but i didn't think about has he actually been tossing them in the whole conversation all right jay what do you think do you remember that when he's talking to Sheehan by the pool at Rupert's house? my number is four that's my number that's your number four okay i'm gonna go with um i'm gonna say five because they they talked a little while so did you actually go back and count sister teacher I did, and I counted three, but I, a part of me thinking it's four because you, you, you're trying uh, to listen to the conversation. I'm trying to hear the bloop <laughs> when it hit the water. Because yeah. um, soon as he went into the backyard, he threw a rock in the pool. Oh, okay. okay. And, um, but I, I think it's between that number three or four. Okay, okay. I think Jay, that's what four. Do you... I like that number four. I'm going to yeah. go with four. Judges <laughs> rule. Let me check with the judges. Judges, what do you say? You said four. Right. They said four. <laughs> they said four. And and from our novice perspective, you know, Jay and I, we're just fans like everybody else. Don't you think that um, that sister teacher would be a, a good detective, Jay? I mean, she's so oh old. man, she picks up on everything, <laughs> everything. I get I get those emails. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just well, like the rock. Part, part of, um, well, by profession, I'm a social worker, so. Okay. That, okay. Yeah. So you yeah. have to have good observation skills. Attention and, to detail. And, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and what people don't say. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. What they right. do say. Yeah. Uh huh. Wow. Well, that's a very honorable profession. Good for you. I'm glad we have nice, smart folks like you doing that. Um, Thank okay. You. Any, anything else about episode nine as as far as the storyline that you wanted to um, dig into a little bit? I think Chief Irvin seems to be getting a little bit more, um, a little bit more aggressive and okay. agitated. Mm-hmm. I, I watched what he called Bob's office. Like he wasn't tolerating yeah. none of Bob's stuff. Like, right. 
you know, usually you know how he rolls his eyes and mm-hmm. he, he wasn't tolerating. Bob said something like he stepped a little bit forward. <laughs> like, yeah. like I'm not. I'm, today is not today, boss. Like even when he called yeah. boss and said, "Come midtown." Like he didn't. He, I mean, he said, "Come to me." He didn't give. He didn't. He just hung up the phone. Right. He hung up he the phone. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. He sort of left him hanging. Uh huh. He's like no, no bones about it. So yeah, I you know I think that this is kind of a a pivotal episode for him because, and I was going to bring this up later that he's, he's got people betraying him, you know, and turning on Mm -hmm. him. This whole episode is a lot about betrayal. And, um, you know, the mayor tells him that he's going to participate in the protest, Mm -hmm. you know, going against Irving. And then even though Walker's not, um, he doesn't talk to Walker in this episode. He learns that about ice coming and picking up that suspect of the arson case at the, his construction site. And so, you know, Bosch kind of alludes to it, but I think Irving figures out that he probably was the one that tipped him off. And now he has betrayed him, you know, as well. So, and he's been getting some good advice, I think from June, you know, his, um, yeah. his lady mm-hmm. friend. And so he's, yeah. I think he's sort of, he's ready to make some change and kind of like stand up for the department and implement his change. And, uh, but I think he needed that little bit of push from her. And now that these folks are betraying him, I think all the pieces are just falling into place for him to be like, okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take charge. And I think that was a little bit of what we saw in that scene that you mentioned. He's just kind of at his limit, you know, um, yeah. it's time, it's time to turn things over and yeah, take action. So yeah, big fan, big fan of Chief Irving. I just yeah. I love watching and, him. And, and Go just ahead. one more thing, if I could, because I uh, saw sure. this actually last season. Uh-huh. I can't think of the barmaid's name, but I had a feeling that Robertson was Robertson was attracted to her, and they were going to get into uh-huh. something. And when they uh-huh. went to the bar and Snyder's, like you can see it, you know, and that's where they said Rojo Profundo when yeah. you know mm-hmm. she said what it means and gave him yeah. that drink. Uh-huh. Um, but you can see that there, you know. They and, definitely and have a no connection. One, so if we get into even relationship dynamics, uh-huh. Uh-huh. a lot of stuff is around, you know, family and mating and, you know, all of mm-hmm. that stuff. So, But no one really talks about that. But it, you know, comes in on the back end, too. And, and, and how he yeah. better, you know, investigating. Right, right, right. Yeah. I think Shaz, I think, maybe is the character's name. I'd, I'd have to double check. But um, but yeah, they definitely have an interesting connection and kind of a, a su- definitely she provides some support for him. You know, hopefully it goes both ways. But you can tell that he kind of leans on her a little bit. So yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, it has been quite a pleasure speaking with you and getting to hear your voice. That's really really fun. Yes. For us, after communicating well, well, thank so long, y'all. I hope one day through all of this fanfare that we can put a name to a face because I don't know if we're all over the country <laughs> where we're at, but <laughs> that would be good to do, you know. Yeah, well, whenever, whenever you're you're ready. <laughs> I'm in Atlanta and um, Jay is in Baltimore, so we've yep. talked about that a little bit. So also, and we're, we're all on the east coast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All well, right. I'm a day ride from. Um, Jay, you know. I'm oh, Jersey, okay. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. easy. That's easy. All right. So if they have yeah. a boss, come get some crabs, Jay. I like there crabs. There you go. It's come on down. <laughs> I, I always, I always need an excuse to go get some crabs. Come on down. Jay, I think well, it sounds I'm like, like I'm we need to have on that offer in the summer. When, it, when it's summer, I'm gonna oh, take yeah, you up on that offer. We can sit in the backyard with some newspaper. <laughs> that's right. 
She knows. It sounds like we need to have a, a Bosch East Coast meetup, and then we'll just yeah. expand from there. There you go. There you go. Yes. I'm good That'd with that. Fun. All right. Well, it's been <laughs> so a, such a pleasure. Thank you so much. I enjoyed thank it. You. Yeah, thanks for coming right. on. Well, well, we'll be in touch. We we really enjoy talking to you. All you right. take care. You too. Bye-bye. 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 Well, that was Ta-da. fun, Jay. Yeah. yeah. Great yeah. insights, as always, from yeah. Atista Teacher on Twitter. Yeah. Check her out. Huge Bosch fan. Hard to get anything by her. So uh, <laughs> That is true. Yeah. That uh, is very challenge. true. Yeah. Yes. Can you find anything that she's missed? I don't Seriously, know. Seriously, <laughs> I, I know her emails come in every week, and I'm always like, all right, what is she going to know that I didn't? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very, very good at uh, breaking down and analyzing the episodes. So that was fun. So any other listeners out there that are passionate, like at Sister Teacher and Sharon, who was on with us last week, let us know if you want to come on and talk with us a little bit, because uh, we can we enjoy it. Gives us more Love to think it. about. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So we actually hit several plot points um, in episode nine with her. Um, Mm -hmm. let's just delve in a little bit, um, maybe a little bit more detail about where the case is going with the Elias murder. That was definitely, I would say the biggest focus in the episode. Did you want to talk a little bit about that, Jay? No, I wanted you to talk about it. You just want to listen. Well, I mean, I mean, the whole thing is there. So, uh, you start and I'll pipe in. Okay. There we go. Well, we kind of start, but they're waiting. Um, they've got, they're holding Gabriella Lincoln, but they're waiting on Richard O'Shea, the district attorney, to arrive because they need, mm-hmm. she, she said she will not talk anymore unless he's present. So the hope is that he'll arrive and they'll be able to make a case and they'll get some great information and wrap it up. And um, she has a lot of detail to share. We learn that she's been giving information to Bradley Walker, who in turn will give it to Howard Elias to be able to have um, the information he needs to settle a case make some money and then kick that money back to Walker, who in turn kicks some back to Gabriella Lincoln. She's done it, I think, four or five times. Um, yep. She says this, this is going to be her last, last one. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, so, and, but then the big shocker, I think, for O'Shea and Bosch sitting there in the room is they're, they're just assuming that she's saying Walker hired someone to kill Elias once he, um, you know, had the tape and, and decided not to settle. Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, she said, no, he did it. He did it himself. And they're like, what, you know, so it's some jaw dropping information, but it's not any solid evidence backing up what she's saying. So O'Shea is frustrated. You know, he's like, I can't do anything with this. I can't, you know, I can't build a case around this or a charge around this unless you can get me some solid evidence there's nothing I can do and of course they have a time frame where they can only hold her but so long Edgar takes her for a polygram and she does pass that everything holds up so that I mean that's good I don't know in a court of law how much that helps Um, I'm not well versed in that but I guess it gives the team the task force some more confidence um, in that so you know then we're just kind of left with the gang trying to put together a case. They're like, yeah, you know, they, pull, they pulled the financials, um, you know, the deposits line up with cases. So that, you know, kind of lines up. They talk about, you know, motive. Um, you know, we talked about the scene where Robertson goes to the, 
to visit Sheehan. He's staying at Rooker's house so that he stays out of the um, – just sort of stays hidden. And he yeah. kind of call he kind of um, just pret- he pretends that they do actually have the tape and that he knows what's on it in order to get a confirmation from Frankie that yes, um, he and Drake were both you know they are doing the torture unfortunately together. Mm. Um, yeah. And so by sort of calling his bluff or whatever, um, he gets that confirmation of at least what's on going to be on that tape. So, but again, that's not solid evidence either um what else are they pulling together they're trying to find that video card you know pierce and um, hard they need it yeah they, they need, need it. it he's looked at the um at elias's office and now he says nothing we're gonna have to go back to his apartment and j edgar agrees to go and help with that so they're kind of i mean would you say scrambling was that a good word yeah, I think so, because, again, you're right. I mean, she spilled everything in that interrogation, which gave them all the answers, which forces them mm-hmm. to really now confirm those answers. And without the tape, without more pointing to Walker in this whole, I mean, they have to scramble. Because they're out of time, too. I mean, they've already released yeah. Sheehan. Um, right. They need to wrap this up. You've got the mayor who's kind of going crazy and almost switching sides. And we talked about the chief who's, I would say, probably frazzled because there's stuff going on everywhere. So, yeah, I think I think scrambled's a a great way to put it. And plus, you know, Bosch realizes, wait a minute, I'm his alibi, too. So there's more there's more to that story, too, that they've got to unfold and figure out as well. So, yeah. And he and he has to go and admit that to uh, to Billets. You know, she's like, "Yeah, let's work on it. find out what his alibi is." And he's kind of, it's like he's hanging his head. I'm his alibi. You know, it's just the worst. You know, how he <laughs> right. used him. especially for Bosch, but, right? Exactly. But Bosch does remember that uh, when he's out at the bar at that fundraiser talking to Phil Gentry, he remembers uh, Phil complaining about the person running the fundraiser. And not not paying back their loans, you know, some financial information. He works at the bank, and it's mm-hmm. like, and so um, Harry draws upon that and makes a visit to Phil, and that's there's a little bit of comic relief there because um, you know Phil's like, well, Becca's not here, you know, Maddie's <laughs> friend. Oh, I'm not looking for her. Um, oh, I actually wanted to talk to you. You know, he's like, oh, about a case, and he's like, yeah, he's like, oh, he kind of perked up, like you know, he kind of puffed his chest out, you know, like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna help, you know. But then he got really nervous when it had to do with his job and and um, sharing um, confidential information. But you know, Harry assures him that um, he will keep him private, you know, conf- yep. his source confidential. But yeah, so. Um, Walker has a huge $50 million construction loan with Phil's bank and um, is not doing a good job at making payments. So, nope. Suspicious. Told you that so, guy was bad news. Yeah. <laughs> so that, you know, that adds a little more, but again, it's not solid evidence, you know, but they're, they're definitely piecing together components that support her story, but they need evidence that's going to hold up in court. So Harry decides he's going to go back to the um, to the Biltmore Hotel where the fundraiser was held that night because they're saying, is there any way he could have gotten out and come back in? Yeah. What else can there be? And we know his driver's gun has gone missing. Um, So they're just trying to put it together. So Harry's in there and uh, he 
see someone at the hotel, one of the staffers, go behind this curtain. Well, and he doesn't come back out, you know, so it's not like he's just looking behind the curtain for something and coming back out. Oh, there's something back there. So Harry follows along, and then um, we have a little bit of conversation in the kitchen. I'd like you to talk about that. And then we have like six minutes of dialogue-free um, <laughs> showtime yeah. that is that yeah. is completely engaging, and I'm like on the edge of my seat and a little scared and nervous at every turn. No dialogue, and I'm completely engaged in the screen. So why don't you pick up there from where he goes behind that curtain and where he ends up? Man, I mean, you know, you knew that there had to be an answer. If Walker did this, how could he get away? And I didn't, I'm mm-hmm. proud of you for timing this because I did not time it. <laughs> um, but you're right because um, we find that there's old tunnels underneath mm-hmm. the whole entire city. And uh, I mean, the whole thing, it's dark. He's got his flashlight out. He's moving mm-hmm. around, checking about, going from, I guess, room to room, tunnel to tunnel. Um, yeah. Just finding where it leads what it what it could mean and uh, again you see kind of glimpses of his face and you're you're ready for something to jump out at him you're yeah you're ready for something terrible to happen or some re- revelation um, yeah and he just kind of works his way through and then he finds a door that opens up to outside uh-huh. he's all the way lo out and, lo and behold where could he be? He could looks that up. Be, could that be Angel's Flight? That's I think right. it could be. Because yeah. all the way through, and, and you know, there's like so many like nooks and crannies. Like sometimes it's a door, sometimes it's a passageway, but he just, it's <laughs> right. like a maze. You know, he just keeps yeah. working his way through. Now, what do you call that like swivel type door? It's not really a false door, but, you know, he pushes it and it swivels. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what you, you call that. Yeah. Like a. I don't know. But a specialty That was kind of creepy, you know, because then he yeah. tur- he keeps going and his back is turning. And he hears that moving. So he thinks someone's behind him. You know, he right. pulls his gun. Who's there? You know, and ready to, to, to find out. But it was just the door, you know, swinging back. But it was dark. You had some water dripping. Uh, um, I'm claustrophobic. So just being in a tunnel mm-hmm. in general is, is, is scary for me. So, yeah, I was really, really tense watching him go well, through. And he does... He does find, you know, a, a phone crushed, you know, broken, mm-hmm. and he puts that in his little evidence envelope. So we're we're suspecting that's, I guess, maybe the burner phone that he used. Something to, to do with something. Yeah. So we picked that up. So we may have a phone, but we don't have a gun. But I thought that was just a fascinating, stunning ending to the episode when he calls Jerry and Jerry's there up in the apartment at Bunker Hill looking for the card. And he's like, where are you? I'm an angel's flight. He looks down the window. He sees him. You know, it's that close. We know it's that close that he can see him. And then he gives the revelation. I know how he did it. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And for real, I I had to rewatch that part three times just to make sure that like I didn't miss miss something lurking in the background or, or because you know, you're, You know, you're you're watching it and like you mm-hmm. you're you're tense and you're like yeah. you know this means something and it's potentially not good and what the heck is about to happen and so the next thing you know he is out the door and you see where he is like I for, I had to go back and just like did I miss something 
was Walker mm-hmm. hiding there in the background, and I didn't right. see him. <laughs> right. I, I'm always trying to prepare myself for someone to jump out in a scene like yeah, that because yeah, I get yeah. I get so you know freaked out that I'm trying to prep myself. Um, that takes even more energy watching that scene. Um, so yeah, that's it was it's a big big reveal for this week, and now we're just like, how's it going to all you know tie together? And how are we going to prove this case? And it just makes you ready to go into the next episode. And thankfully, on Amazon Prime, you can do that. We're only talking about episode nine tonight. Right. You can do that. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, let's yeah. hit a couple more storylines before we um, get through our segments and get a debrief uh, this week from Howard Elias's widow, played by Deidre Henry. Millie Elias um, gave us some scoop. So uh, since I have mentioned her name, let's talk about the visit that she makes to Harry. She's got some items in a little plastic bag that um, came from the, I guess, the medical examiner's office. These were items that were on Howard's person, um, not collected at the scene. And she's like, I don't know what's up with this. I don't trust this because he doesn't wear jewelry. There's a wedding ring in there. He never wore jewelry. So she doesn't even really know if this is his stuff. And since the bullet, you know, they said in ballistics that that was Frankie's bullet um, or that, you know, he he was the shooter. And then they go back and say he's not. You know, there's mixed information. Things are changing. She doesn't see how this is really her husband's property. So she doesn't take it to the crime lab. She takes it straight to Bosch. And uh, do you think Bosch seems surprised? Like, because they haven't been on the best terms. Oh, no, definitely yeah. not the best turns. And, and you know, e- even for me, not even being Bosch, I'm like, what's the story here? Is she trying to lead us in a certain direction? Is she legitimately, like, concerned about the whole thing? Like, mm-hmm. even I kind of questioned the overall motive. Like, sure. what's, what is happening here? And I don't know right. if that's wrong or not, because it's the widow, and you probably shouldn't. But mm-hmm. it just, it was weird, especially because um, they haven't gotten along. Right. Um, and then, you know, she's talking about, or he's talking to her about that darn card again. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought it was very interesting and maybe something we all should have seen in the beginning, that something that that important it was with him, had to be with him. And she even said, you right. know, like, she it's not it, going to yeah. be at the office or it's not going to be in the house hidden in a corner somewhere. He's going to have that somewhere awful close at all times, which, mm-hmm. I, I mean, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, that was a that was an interesting scene. And, and you know, I'm trying to think, well, why go to Bosch? But he hasn't, I mean, he hasn't really let her down. She didn't trust him in the beginning, and she had doubts. But right, and he know, didn't he really hasn't... push. He wasn't yeah, like, you're right. pushy you're right. about mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. I think, I mean, he always tries to relay that message where you know that everybody counts. Message like I'm yeah, not exactly. in this to protect anybody. I'm here to find the truth, and wherever the that truth. goes is is where I'm gonna follow. Yeah. So yeah, I think maybe she even held out some hope that you know, not trusting the mm-hmm. police, obviously, that maybe this guy was genuine. So I think that's how she ended yeah. up there. Yeah. 
Um, and then we talk a little bit about uh, Maddie. You know, at the beginning of the episode, Bosch is waking up from a dream that he's like on Angel's Fight as a young mm-hmm. boy, you know, with his mom. Um, just sort of this kind of surreal type 70s <laughs> um, scene. And uh, he wakes kind of flustered. And she even says that he mentioned Eleanor's name. So he's dreaming. You know, we see him dreaming mm-hmm. about himself and his mom. But then she says he mentioned Eleanor's name. He's got, I think he's just, you know, chock full of stress right now, you know? Yes. Um, he says he needs coffee, and I think he really does, because, you know, he's just, this case, it's just just flipping all around. He's sure. trying to keep up with that. He's trying to work on Eleanor's murder. He's trying to be there for his daughter. He's going through his own grief. You know, I mean, he just, I don't, I'm glad he just got a little sleep, you know, period. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but they talk a little bit about um, his his mom's burial and how he didn't get to go. He was in the boys' home, and but he eventually, like after some of his service trips, he was able to find out where she was buried. It's unmarked, and Maddie talks about how right. sad that is. And he reminds her that you know, as long as he knows where where she is, right. as long as your family, the people that love you, know, then then that's yeah. still sacred ground. Yeah. I think that's the right. word to use this. Yeah. But um, you know, yeah. she's struggling. Because she, you know, she wants to somehow help. She, I think she's just like, where am I right now? You know, it's just a lot of a lot of questions. And Harry gives her back the letter um, from Chapman University. Like, oh, you left this behind. Not you threw it in the trash, but <laughs> you left this behind. So he returns that to her. Um, and then she gets a scare later in the episode when Harry calls and says, pack a bag. I got to get you to someplace safe. Did you oh, talk a yeah, little that, about that? that. That jerk. What? What is? What is that? Like <laughs> agent guy's name? I can't remember his name. That like uh, Chinese agent or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. She she Wei Chen. He says he works with the um, oh that, gosh that, the Ministry of something. Oh, gosh. Which yeah. you know isn't even like real. You just know he's a uh, somebody in some organization for the government or whatever. That yeah, not some covert thing with China. Right. And is it legit? Or is it good? Is it bad? You know, he has a card <laughs> with, with his <laughs> yeah. title on it, but yeah. we don't really know what that means. And uh, yeah, talk about that conversation. I mean, it was uh, it, it un- went south fast. I mean, yeah. I didn't know what to expect in this. Like, is this guy going to come clean about something? Is he here to help Harry with something? But no, I mean, he right almost from the bat is like, what's up with Maddie? What, what's going on with your daughter? And mm-hmm. I, I mean, Bosch, I mean, this is Bosch. But he doesn't, that's, mm-hmm. that's like hot button number one. And I mean, yep. he, he does everything but totally lose it. Um, yeah, he almost jumped one... out of his chair. Across <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, he took that as like threat uh, of all threats, um, whether it's, you know, veiled or not. That was a big deal um, and set him off and set him on a course like I got to get Maddie out of there. And what mm-hmm. is this guy trying to do? And what is he trying to tell me? And how does this relate to everything else that's going on? I mean, it was just very it was an ugly scene for me. It was an yeah. uncomfortable scene for me um, mm-hmm. just as the viewer because you're like, we know this guy's no good. I mean, we know yeah. he's no good. But mm-hmm. then 
bring in the dude. Well, we saw kid. him beat up that guy, you know, at the yeah. poker game. Yeah. That in itself, if he'd done nothing else, <laughs> right? That was that uh, was horrible, yeah. you know. Yeah, this this guy has no morals, no ethics, no, I mean, nothing. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And now you're gonna bring up the dude's daughter. Uh, yeah. And yeah. so that visit, whatever, maybe it was supposed to be for me, it was all about, I need to send a message to Harry that I'm not mm-hmm. one to be messed with and I'll do yeah. whatever I have to do. Mm-hmm. And Harry's like, I'll do whatever I have to do. And, right. and he does. Right. So, and, and, um, J Edgar also tells, as they're walking out, he tells Harry that he got the information back from Maxine about Eleanor's cell phone and that the number she sent the video to, and then, and they think that that's Griffin's number, you know, that night that she probably emailed or not emailed, um, sent him the, the mm-hmm. video on his phone. And then they say it was forwarded on to an unknown number in China. So they're really, um, Harry is really upset now because he's like basically getting confirmation that um, essentially if that was Griffin's phone, he pretty much threw Eleanor under the bus. You know, he right. sent that video on somewhere and and it got attention and um someone retaliated so yeah he's just it, he's at the end of his rope there and he, he's it's throughout the episode at least one other time he feels like he's got a tail as he's driving and sure yes. enough when he pulls up to get maddie there is someone right <laughs> on his bumper and he, uh, he, he yeah. um, jumps out of the car and says, get out of the car you know who is it and it turns out to be eleanor's old handler chuck thing and he's like, we've been watching Maddie, we've been watching you, you know, whatever. And he convinces him that that's the safest place for Maddie to stay. So he doesn't, he doesn't take her away. But um, yeah, that's just we're we're getting closer on that because also Detective Moy of the San Gabriel, I guess, gang unit has called them and told them they've identified the second person that um, at the karaoke club the episode before mm, one takes yep. a shot and the other one runs away and it was the one with the long hair. And so they're thinking that is the, um, the one that was on um, the guys that were on the motorcycle that shot Eleanor. So he had, um, they have a name too. So they're closing in on that. And I think, um, Harry even uses that guy's name in the conversation with Shu Chen. He's like, I will find that guy and I will flip him. And, you know, he, he threatens back with that information. So, you know, pieces are coming together there too. It's just a lot mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. A lot going on. Typical Bosch. Typical Bosch. So, all right. Well, did you have any, um, like an interrogation room question for me? Um, about this episode? We talked I some did, with... And it's really about such a small part. And I don't think that we talked about it yet. And it's kind of an okay. end game question. You know, uh, for, I don't know, three or four episodes now, we kind of see that Robertson has some kind of end game for when this is all said and done, you oh, know, yeah. mm-hmm. looking for his other position and talking to Billets about it. And in this episode, I mean, it was only probably two minutes or whatever, mm-hmm. but we see him kind of looking forward to his next position and recruiting right. Snyder to it. And yeah. I just wonder, like... What what does that really mean? What is he planning? What is he doing? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like, like is he planning for game? his benefit? You know, is, is he yeah, planning to, like, or is he planning against? You know, Bosch right. or something in a way. Right. Yeah. What's 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 the motive? It's all very. I mean, I guess I don't know. I mean, I guess in that world, you always have to be ready for the next thing, and you want to move up the ladder and da da. Mm-hmm. So I kind of get that, but I mean, it's all very. Hush, hush. 
Let me do this in the background, you know, from, you know, even bring up this position a couple episodes ago to now you're recruiting people if you get it. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, is this focus all the way on the case or is this focus on what the hell he's going to do once it's, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, he got further confirmation this episode that, that Drake had, had lied to him, you know, because she and right. Right. confirmed that, that Drake was involved in the Black Guardian um, torture as well. So, yeah, I think with I think it was just a perfect time for him to bond with with Snyder over, you know, ongoing betrayal. And uh, maybe he's kind of just face, facing the music, you know, that uh, this is right. too much here. I'm done here. I'm ready to move on. Why don't you move on with me? But, it, you know, it's hard to tell exactly where his head is because he doesn't he doesn't say a whole lot, you know. But when he does, you better pay attention. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Well, my question for you, it's uh, just more of an opinion question, I guess. Did you notice that Bradley Walker, while this episode focused a ton on him, we didn't see him in the episode? Yes. Um, What did you think about that as far as telling the story? Was it helpful to not see his face, to not have him in the story and just talk about him? Are you surprised that he wasn't in the episode at all? What do you think about just sort of that storytelling mechanism? I like it personally because, well, I mean, you know that I've never liked this guy. I mean, I always (laughs) knew he was some shady dude, man. And, and, you know, we start the episode so early on um, where Lincoln's spilling her guts and we Mm -hmm. learn, or I'll say purportedly learn, um, Mm -hmm. allegedly learn all these things um that for me i mean you could have thrown him in three scenes later with him doing something whether you know it was something good or something suspicious or whatever but i think just watching them work those puzzle pieces we were kind of talking about like i didn't Mm -hmm. i didn't need nor necessarily want to see him because yeah. I want to see this story unfold from their side before right. maybe he enters the picture and we see his side. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Because I couldn't really put my finger on it. Like I was like, I thought it was, it made sense for him not to be in the episode because, and I think you kind of hit on it that it gave us their perspective, right. not his. Because if he had been in the episode, he would have been somehow making excuses or saying something, <laughs> right. you know, right. Uh, right. you know, insincere right. or whatever, and and uh, you know. Yeah, so it, it was just it was their side of the story, and I, I thought that was was helpful and a good choice um, for the episode. Plus, so, yeah, was, plus yeah. not only that, don't you desperately want to see him now? I mean, after yeah, yeah, you, you want to now see that we've got all this in information, yeah, <laughs> right, right. I'm ready for right. a confrontation. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. with all the ammunition behind it. So, you know, as far as we know, and yeah, I'm ready for a confrontation for him to be held accountable for uh, what went down. Yeah. All right. So the the evidence locker, we, you know, we hit on most of the things. We found that he had a broken phone in that tunnel. So we got to see where that goes. Um, you know, of course, just the passageway of the tunnels themselves, mm-hmm. you know, the ongoing financial evidence. Um, mm-hmm. We still don't have the video card. So that's something I feel like we probably need (laughs) to nail this thing down. Um, And the fact the information from Phil Gentry defaulting on the loan and so forth, or, or, you know, or coming close to not making payments 
I guess he was missing right. them and then coming up with cash, which we think, right. you know, came from Elias. So what what am I missing there in the evidence locker? Anything you can think of? No, I mean, I think you covered all of it, and it all ties into the original interrogation. I mean, everything mm-hmm. that we've learned, um, confirmation of the video existing and what really is on it. Uh, you mm-hmm. mentioned the financial stuff, the, the tunnels. Um, I mean, we're all, we're almost there, you know, yeah. we're almost there. It better not of course, change, darn it. I know, I know. We don't have time for it to change again. <laughs> so, and we know Barker's bad. We just know it. We feel it in our bones. I know, so. man. That dude is no good. <laughs> no good. <laughs> um, and we also got a little evidence in the, the Eleanor case. You know, they've got that name, Eddie right. Bang, with the guy with the long hair. We think he was probably the shooter. And, you know, we got the information about the phone records that whoever she sent the video to, probably Griffin, uh, sent it on to China and got things uh stirred up and uh so we're, we're he's i think Bosch is closing in there as well so whew next week it's going to be one heck of a discussion i know it <laughs> yes it is so, all right well before we wrap up i'm gonna play our debrief interview with daydre henry who plays millie elias and as always um this is not spoiler free so if you haven't watched the very final episode and don't want to know anything else, um, you may want to come back and listen to this afterwards. So let's see what she has to say. My name is Daydre Henry. I play the role of Millie Elias on Bosch, which is an awesome, awesome show. And, um, you know, I think, I'm really happy that I got an opportunity to talk to you guys on Everybody Counts Podcast. In regard to to Millie Elias, where would you say she fell on the spectrum between maybe anger and sadness? Like, we know it's probably very complex. So where do you think she was kind of at when she found out about um, Howard's murder? Um, you know, I, I'm sure she was, sh- um, you know, she feels shocked, um, um, and, you know, she's been married to him for many years. Sure. Um, but I think it, I think it's one of those complicated situations. Clearly, you know, clearly he had his dalliances, um, mm-hmm. and she knew about it. Um, right. but she's also the wife of a very prominent attorney. And um, and she probably has her own um, position in the community, um, right. because with you know being being the wife of being the wife of a prominent attorney, I'm sure that she is also privy to um, you know probably privy privy to a lot more things than than the rest of the community you know might be privy to. So mm-hmm. um, I'm sure there's anger, but I'm sure there's there's an immense amount of sadness because right. you know she's she's got. Um, you know, a, 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 a young son, um, mm-hmm. he's, what, 18, 19. Um, and uh, so I think, you know, I, I don't know if I can give you a percentage because I feel like these things yeah. are so complicated. Sure, so, yeah. So, and relationships are so complicated. Who knows mm-hmm. if he knew that she knew? Oh, good question, yeah. Having, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, they or or it might have been an understanding between the two of them. You can mm-hmm. do what you do outside, just don't bring it home. Mhm. Okay. You know? Yeah. 
There are, you're um, right, there's a lot of unanswered questions as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, as far as, you know, she had some pivotal or made some pivotal decisions towards the end of the season when she pretty much tells, reveals to um, Chief Irving that they're kind of mm-hmm. you know, throwing him under the bus. She has information about Bradley Walker funding that panel. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when she brings the evidence that was on Howard directly to Bosch instead of the, you know, to the crime lab, you know, she made pivotal decisions. Do you think this is kind of indicative of how she's always been as far as doing what she thinks is right? Like, or was she more of a rule follower before? Is this a difference? What do you think? My feeling is is that she doesn't get involved. I don't think she, you know, my, my feeling is that she doesn't get involved. And in this situation, this is this runs deeper than any other um, any other case. I think mm-hmm. that that her husband's been dealing with. I mean, he may have been dealing with a lot of. Um, of, of, you know, civil rights cases and, and what, you know, actually, no, this is probably one of the most uh, uh, um, significant civil rights cases. You know what I mean? Right. She, okay. Um, but but I think that she was on the on the side of right. Okay. And her husband was on the side of just. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that she felt a responsibility in in sharing the information that was the truth. Okay. And getting that information out. Yeah. And and you know when it comes to Chief Irving, I, I feel like you know there's there's a there's a black community we, they, that supports each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know and so I feel like outside of you know that they they probably know each other in the community. They're they you know they're probably sure. friendly in the community. So okay. Yeah, I feel like there's a there's a level of support and there's a level of um protection. Sure. That she gives, you know, her fellow uh, uh um uh um social socialite, I suppose. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, as fans we're certainly glad she made those decisions, um, because we felt like it was the right thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um and now if she did go back to work, she had that, you know, Irving was telling her that, you know, she would make a good lawyer, and she's like, no, nah, that's not, that's, I'm not into the game. Um, what would, um, what would Millie do? No, I want her to go back to work. I want her <laughs> to go back to work, and, 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 um, you know, uh, the, the first, first of all, that, that was really one of the most incredible sets and crews and uh-huh. shows that I've ever worked on. And I've and I've had you know I've had a pretty good experience in in you know in in the the business in you know going on different sets and being a set a guest star and from the top down it it was it was just love and respect and a lot of generosity in 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 every person that I was acting with and working wow. with. Well, that's so, good to hear. So, yeah. So, in that sense, I, you know, I kept saying, "I'm like, I want to come back. Maybe, maybe Millie can work." You know, I don't yeah. know if she, you know, I don't know if she'd follow up in her, you know, in her husband's, you know, footsteps. But I get the mm-hmm. feeling that that she would go back to work. I mean, you know, I I don't know. I I I don't know specifically what kind of you know what kind of law she'd end up practicing again. But um, yeah. But I feel like I feel like that. that I feel like she would go back to work. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to see that. She's, I think she's got a lot to – well, definitely has a lot to offer and is a very interesting character. You know, she slowly sort of revealed herself more and more throughout the season. 
and yeah. um, was, was definitely uh, intriguing. So, okay, well, okay. this is kind of a, a little bit of a fun question. Um, just, okay. There's no right or wrong answer, obviously. It's kind of silly. Um, just okay. at a, a game of charades, who mm-hmm. would be the best of these three characters? Um, who would you want as your charades partner? Bosch, okay. Keith Irving, or Howard Elias? I want Keith Irving. Okay. okay. He's here. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, actually, I don't know. Um, Bosch or Keith Irving? Elias, yeah. I mean, the, the unfortunate thing is I never got to meet my husband. <laughs> I know. Us, you know? Well, you never I got know. to meet him. Um, but in terms of, you know, personally playing with that person, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I think it would be Chief Irving because he's, you know, he's got the poker face, man. He's got that poker face. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Good answer. So, yeah. I like it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you again for your time. I really appreciate it. And the fans are really enjoying hearing from you guys so much. All right, Jay. What do you think? Any Anything jump out at you from that debrief? Good stuff. No, I just, yeah. uh, you know, it was interesting because you don't, you don't think about a character not coming back or a character's mm-hmm. role being over and... You know, yeah. what would they do? And I just thought it was interesting hearing her talk about, like, oh, she's go back to work. And, gosh, mm-hmm. I want her to go back to work. But <laughs> like yeah. we could work something out. Uh, that was just kind of cool, actually. You know, just yeah. a, kind of a, a different, I mean, away from the whole your husband's murdered thing and right. blah, 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 and the whole social issues. Here we are yeah. as somebody that's a strong character, a good character for you know, all intents and purposes. And mm-hmm. it should live. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, it just helps flesh out the character even more. And have kind of an understanding, you know, of of where she's coming from, and uh, yeah, so that was, I thought that was was really helpful, and yeah, I enjoyed cool. that. Now, a little trivia for you. I think I may have mentioned this to you before. She was on another one of our shows that you and I both watch. She was Heloise on the pilot of Colony, the the Holy woman who Macaroni. yeah. I can't. When wow. uh, Katie's going and looking for the um, insulin for her nephew, yep. and um, Heloise right. has this back room and this kind of way of getting it from a dog's uh, what spleen or something. I don't know, um, <laughs> yeah. some other way to to yeah. make insulin. Yeah. And they have a, a pretty intense exchange. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we we had talked a little bit about that too when I first got on the phone with her. So she's done some some neat stuff. She just sort of immerses herself into. So whichever role, you know, she had a little bit different look in, in Colony than we see her here, you know. And so I didn't even put it together at first, you know. But then I did a little bit of research. I was like, oh, yeah. Was a, look at you. Same actor. Yeah. All my little investigative skills. So <laughs> Millie might just be the key to this whole thing. Never know. So, <laughs> never know. i have to come back next week and and find out. So, all right, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap it up and look forward to Episode 10? Nah, just looking forward to that finale and going over everything with it. Bosch is always one heck of a ride, and here we are again. 90% way done that season, and they've just done it again. They've just done it again. They sure have. It gets better every time. 
So, and we know they're already working on season five. So that's a good feeling, even though it's going to be a long wait. It's good to know that it's in the works. It is so, good to know. Yeah. And I think um, Michael Conley said they were start filming in August. So they're writing it and they're going to be filming it soon. And then we just, we know it's coming. So we just got to hang in there. Um, so good stuff. All right. Well, thanks for breaking down the episode with me. Thanks again to Sister Teacher. Always a pleasure. Yeah, she was for awesome. being with us. Yeah, indeed. All right. We'll be back at you soon. Bye, everybody. See you next time. See you. Bye.